Well, this morning we are tremendously blessed to have preaching the Word for us today, Pastor Shannon Hatch, who is our Palmerston North Campus pastor, along with his beautiful wife, Amanda. They're two incredible boys. They moved from uh, Christchurch, where they were firstly the children's pastors, then the youth pastors, to Palmerston North to begin our Palmerston North Campus only a couple of years ago. God has tremendously blessed their leadership. Our Palmerston North Campus is now thriving. People are coming to Christ. Out of that campus, we've already started a local in the town of Whanganui, the mighty river city. And God has just expanded our work on the left and on the right. Shannon is a man who is not only an incredible leader of people, but this is a guy who has put his life deep into the Word of God. He's a pastor's son. He was literally raised in the Word, learning about church, learning about the things of God. And now he's really dug his own well. And this morning, I've already got to hear this message. You're about to hear what I truly can tell you is a Word from God. It's about to bless your life in a significant way. You haven't just come to a space filler Sunday before Christmas. No, 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 my friend. You've come to the Sunday when God's about to speak into your life. You're going to leave this building different. And why don't you right now jump to your feet. Let's give a massive arise welcome to Pastor Shannon Hatch. How you doing, church? Luke chapter 2, verse 8. Uh, and reading from the new NIV version this morning. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. They were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. He is the Messiah, the Lord. I couldn't help this Christmas but focus on these shepherds. I've always asked, why shepherds? Why, why did God show up and say such power and glory to a few shepherds? And so this Christmas, I just kind of wanted to put myself in the shoes of the shepherds. And, you know, throughout the Bible, shepherds to us, they're like, they're some of the heroes of faith. They were honorable people. I mean, you've got Abraham. Abraham, the father of faith. You know, Isaac, Jacob, you know, King David was a shepherd. And we read about shepherds in the Bible, and we're like, man, mighty men of God. You know, they are God's chosen. And then we get to the Gospels, and sometimes we don't realize that actually in context of this day and age, shepherds were very despised. Something had shifted over time that shepherds now weren't considered very much at all. They were actually the lowliest of lows. In fact, in the Jewish civil and ceremonial laws of this day and age, shepherds were considered too unclean to go to the temple services because of what they did, their occupation. They weren't allowed to be witnesses in the courts. It actually says that uh, the Jewish laws instructed Jews not to associate themselves with two types of people. Heathens and shepherds. Imagine being classed in the same, same atmosphere or the same level as a heathen. And, and, and so the shepherds are like, you know, they're feeling a bit size. They actually encourage you that there's a few occupations that you shouldn't go to. Shepherds, one of them, related to thieves. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just looking for something to study at university. Shouldn't be a thief, shouldn't be a shepherd. You know, they actually encourage. So, so these shepherds in this time, 
we're actually not as honorable as maybe we once thought. And so I ask myself in this moment, I wonder what kind of year the shepherds were having. I wonder where they were at in their mental health. I wonder where they were at physically. I wonder what kind of state of life they were in in this moment that God turned up with such glory and power and changed their life forever. I wonder what kind of day they were having. We know whether these uh, specific shepherds were believers or not. Whatever their life had been up until this moment, it was forever changed. Whether they were believers, non-believers, it didn't matter. What mattered was that God turned up that night in such power and light that everything from that moment was now fresh, now new, now exciting, full of joy, full of hope, for a Savior had come for them. And I wonder, before this moment, whether they had hoped for a greater future. I wonder if they had hope for a greater future. I wonder if they were just in a moment and a season where they're like, well, this is just who we are now. This is just how people see us. This is kind of the life we're living, months at a time in isolation, out in the fields. They were used but not loved. I mean, they had to bring in the lambs and the shepherds for sacrifices, but then told, hey, you actually can't come in here. We just need your work. And I wonder what kind of day they were having. But in one moment, God turned up in power and changed their life forever. And from that moment on, it was a new season for the shepherds. It was a new season for the shepherds. At the start of December, I was praying in my office and just praying, God, what does this season mean? What's next for me? How can I grow my understanding of this? Just praying for, you know, going into the next year. And, you know, I had my my little earbuds on and they're just, they're a beautiful thing. Honestly, it sounds like you're in the middle of the Michael Fowler Center, you know, for one person in the house only. Everybody else is like, (laughs) can we please get a soundproof room? And because uh, I have an amazing voice. I have an amazing voice. And I was just praying. And then I got a couple of songs that kind of come through my, my worship playlist. And when they hit, I was like, honestly, I just, I just want to go to battle. You know, I just want to take the belt of truth off and just give the devil a hiding. You know, I just feel like I've got the whip in the temple saying, get out of here. And the song came on. And I, was just, I was just praying. And in the office, there's just this line of carpet. And you can see where I'm just going up and forward. I'm just kidding. It's my prayer walk. And I was just praying. And God just download this word into my heart. And he just said, now is the time. Now is the time. In 2 Corinthians 6, 2, it says, For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. In the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. No matter the state of our past or our present, Nothing changes the fact that God came in mighty power all those years ago and brought a Savior into this world for you and for me. Presents around the tree don't change that. Food on the table doesn't change that. Holiday plans doesn't change that. Family in my home doesn't change that. Nothing changes the fact that 1,000, 2,000 years ago, God came and lit up the night to bring His one and only Son, a Savior for all people. Nothing changes the fact that that is what God did for us. And if I feel that 2020 has done anything, it has tested our faith. It has tested our relationship with Jesus. For some, maybe it's put the question of the existence of God. Maybe for some, we've, we've come out really well, but we're just exhausted from fighting. We're just exhausted from just going to war. Maybe, maybe for some, it's just really just put to test our faith. And wherever you find yourself now in your faith, 
for better or for worse, for stronger, tired, exhausted, whatever, I so strongly feel that God is saying that now is the time to step out of what has been into the season of my favor. Now is the time to step out of the status quo into his power. See, God came and it says in the scripture that there were shepherds living out in the fields. They were keeping watch over their flocks and an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. One version of scripture says, lighting up the field with the blazing glory of the Lord. With the blazing glory of the Lord. I mean, what a sight that would have been. God lit up the darkness of the night that surrounded the shepherds at this moment of their life. And I just want to encourage us. I want to remind us that our faith has never been in the things of this season. It has always been in the one who came for us in this season. It has never been in the material. It's never been in the holiday. It's never been in the food. It's always been in Jesus Christ who came as a baby in the season, who came for a savior for all, for you and for me. That has always been the reason we worship this season and it always will be. So wherever you find yourself right now, be encouraged that Jesus still came for you. Nothing changes that. Nothing changes that. You know, right from day one, God has been in the business of lighting up the night. Right from day one, God has been in the business of lighting up the darkness. He's been in the business of showing up with his power, with his glory, right from day one. Nothing changes the fact. And now is the time that our faith in God can be stronger than ever. It can be stronger than ever. Now is the time that we can step out of the status quo of 2020. Now is the time that we can step out of the challenging mindset. Now is the time that we can step out of darkness. For he heard us in his time of favor. So I will end this year with joy. I will end this year with hope. I will end this year praising the name of Jesus. For a savior came for me. For a savior came for me. You know, the life of a shepherd was tough could be testing at times. Like I said earlier, months at a time they were isolated. They were used for their work, but not often loved for their work. It can be testing. And you know, I heard the saying a, a, a while back, you know, if the devil can't get you bad, he'll get you busy. But I found this season, especially in lockdown, I wasn't that busy. I mean, I was busy doing work, but your nights are all of a sudden free. Your lunch hours. Sometimes you just lock yourself away in the room because you've been around the same people for <laughs> a long time. You just need a bit of a refreshing moment. And sometimes I've found that if he can't get you busy, he'll try to get you bitter. He'll try to get you bitter. Because all of a sudden, we've got more time to think. We've got more time to ask questions. And if it's not dealt with, that seed of bitterness can get in there, especially when we have more questions than we do answers. God, where were you? God, are you gonna show up? And it's very easy in a life that maybe was going well. Maybe that the start of the year when we had all those expectations for 2020, this is gonna be the year my dream comes to life. This is gonna be the year where this vision inside of me is gonna come to life. And when a year's like that with the horizon looking so great, it's so easy for the devil to use a year like 2020 to cause a little bit of bitterness to be there. And maybe we know it's there, maybe we don't. But it can be there and that is the danger of the season. I mean, this is the season that we're meant to be singing joy to the world. 
joy to the world. I'm sure many of us in this place have people in other nations that it doesn't look so joyful at the moment. This is a season we're meant to be singing, Oh Holy Night. This is a season that every, every year across the globe we focus our faith on God, but perhaps this year has been a little bit harder to sing joy to the world. Perhaps this year has been a little bit harder to sing, Oh Holy Night. But we are so close to the new year, I wanna encourage you, do not let the sun go down on 2020 with disappointment, with fear, with doubt, with apathy, just say, I just need to get through this. Do not let the sun go down on this year in that state of mind. Do not let the sun go down. The Bible is full of people who had a season of darkness, a season of question, a season of pain, of hurt, but it ended in favor. It ended in favor. Daniel is a, is a, is a key figure in the Bible that this happened to. I just wanna frame this really quickly because it's so important. But Daniel was very successful found favor with God. And the king at the time wanted to put Daniel in charge of the entire empire. And the other officials and administrators did not like that. They did not want Daniel to be in that position. So they looked, Scripture says in chapter 6, that they looked for ways to fault his work, to criticize the way that he handled things. But Scripture says they could not find one thing. So they concluded to go after the rules of his religion they concluded that the only way they could get him was to go after his faith. And if 2020's done anything to us this year, it has tested our faith. And so these guys went to the king, they said, hey, for 30 days, nobody can worship anything human or divine other than you, my king. King said, hey, that sounds great, 30 days, all for me. Not thinking, they wrote the law, they signed it, put out the decree. When Daniel heard the law, guess what he did? He went back home like he'd always done and prayed three times a day giving thanks. Scripture says he gave thanks. He gave thanks to the Lord. I wonder how many times we've thanked God for this year. I wonder how many times we've just found ourselves in a thankful state. And the officials came and spied on Daniel and saw that he was asking God for help. Went back to the king, said, hey, Daniel is worshiping his God and not you. You signed a law. He said, I did sign a law. The king was troubled for he liked Daniel, but he had to send soldiers to arrest Daniel, put him in the den. We know the story. If you don't read it, chapter six, it's amazing. Put him in the den, rolled, over the stone, uh, rolled the stone over the entrance and sealed it with his ring. He came out the next morning, the king, asking the question to Daniel, did your God save you? In verse 21, it says this, Daniel answered, long live the king. My God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouth so that they would not hurt me, for I have been found innocent in his sight. I have not wronged you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed and ordered that Daniel be lifted from the den. Not a scratch was found on him, for he had trusted in his God. The king sent this message to the people of every race, nation, and language throughout the world. Peace and prosperity to you. I decree that everyone throughout my kingdom should tremble with fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God. He will endure forever. His kingdom will never be destroyed. His rule will never end. He rescues and saves his people. He performs miraculous signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth, for he has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. The devil went after Daniel's faith, not his belongings, not his family, not his friends, couldn't get him with his work. He went after his faith. 
And when this year has thrown out routine, we've been met with challenges, isolation, we've been in the middle of an online platform for so long where our eyes are just glued to screens. And in a year like that, we tend to have more questions than we do answers. We tend to have more questions than we do answers. These shepherds were literally living a season where they, they knew of their ancestral history. I mean, you, tell, you ask a shepherd back in the day, I didn't, I wasn't there, but you ask him if you knew King David, I guarantee they would probably all know King David. These shepherds probably knew of their ancestry, they're heroes of the faith, and now they find themselves in a field every night looking at the stars going, God, why are we now despised? We used to be men of faith. We used to be loved, and now we're despised. They had more questions than they did answers. And we probably had more questions and answers this year too. God, where are you? God, are you gonna do something about this? Are you gonna intervene in this world? Are you gonna come and make this year greater? Is it just gonna be like, is 2021 gonna be the same? I just think maybe I should just take a break. I think maybe I should just, I just, need, to, I just need to get these challenges sorted. I'm not gonna put you to the side, God, but I just need to focus on the challenge before I focus on the faith. And maybe we've done that intentionally. Maybe we haven't. Maybe if we're just reflecting right now, we're actually like, yeah, I have been focusing more on the challenges and the disappointment than I have on God this year. And just for a season, the devil wanted to try and get Daniel to put his faith to the side, just for 30 days. It would have been so easy for Daniel just to be like, well, God, you know I love you, but just for 30 days, I really not wanna be eaten by a lion. You know, I'm just gonna put you to the side, just for a season. The devil's like, if I can just get this son of God, just for a season, to not have faith, in his God. Just for a season, I wonder the kind of impact I could make. I wonder what. And I just wanna encourage you that now is the time. If you have struggled with faith this year, if you have struggled that, God, are you actually around? God, can you, can you still heal this? Can you break this chain? God, I've been praying a lot this year. I've got a lot of questions and I'm still not sure that I've got the answers. If you've struggled with faith this year, can I encourage you that nothing changes the fact that God came in His power, came in His glory, came to give you a Savior, came to bring you a miracle, came to bring you salvation. When He heard, He came in His time of favor. Nothing changes that. Nothing changes that. If you have struggled, with faith, my friend, do not worry. Do not worry, for he is still here for you. See, Daniel had every reason to doubt his faith. He had every reason. God did not turn up in power when the decree was made that he couldn't worship him. God did not intervene when the officials came to spy on him. God did not turn up in power when the soldiers came to arrest him. He did not turn up in power to stop the stone being rolled across the den. He even had time, the king, to seal it with his ring. God did not turn up then. So often, these are, these are moments in life when we face challenges like, God, why didn't you turn up here? Why didn't you come here? This was a perfect opportunity for your power to be shown. This is when the miracle, this is when I needed it. And maybe you're asking yourself questions this year. God, where were you when I could not get out of bed this year? God, where were you when I was made redundant? God, where were you when I needed that new job? Where were you when I couldn't get to mourn my family member this year? Where were you when I couldn't celebrate with my family? Where were you, God, when I felt so alone? Where were you? And it's so easy to ask these questions. But what I love is that in 1 Peter 5, 8, I don't, well, I don't love this verse, but I love what happens after. Be a, <laughs> I love that the devil's here to devour me. 1 Peter 5 verse 8, be alert of sober mind, your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. 
This word devour in the Hebrew means to drown, to overwhelm, to destroy. The devil is looking to drown, to overwhelm, and to destroy God's people. To make you feel like you're drowning in life. To make your days feel so overwhelmed that you don't have the time to focus on God. But what I love, what I love is the last verse of Daniel where the king decreed that God rescued Daniel from the power of the lions, from the power of destruction, from the power of feeling overwhelmed, from the power of feeling like they were drowning. God, you didn't turn up when the stone was being rolled over. You didn't turn up when, when I was getting arrested, but you turned up when I was in complete darkness, where your power could be at its greatest, where a kingdom could know about your name, where you could be glorified when the lions thought they had me, when the devil thought he would won. You turned up in power and in light. You turned up at that moment. My friend, can I encourage you, no matter how challenged life is right now, no matter how dark it's felt, God is still there for you. God is still there for you. A Savior has come. Luke 2.20, the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. So yes, joy to the world. Yes, Oh, holy night. Yes, yes, a Savior has come for me, and that Savior comes with joy, with freedom, with hope, with life, with purpose, with a plan for you. He has turned up in His glorious power. He has turned up in light. In one moment, He can light up your life. In one moment, He can light up every challenge. In one moment, He can light up every season that you did not ask for, but He can turn up so His name may be known, so that His glory may be shown so that your world can know the name of Jesus Christ, your Savior, who came for you and for me, who came for you and for me. 2020, you're not over yet. I'm stepping into something new before you're ending. 2020, you are not over yet. This is the last physical Sunday service, but I still have time to meet with my God. He only needs one moment to light up my world. This might be the last physical service, but it's gonna be the service that defines my year. It's gonna be the greatest year, not the worst year. I'm gonna go to new heights, new levels, for He is gonna light up my life, amen? Come on, you can praise Jesus this morning. You can praise Jesus this morning. John 1.5 says that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. Can never extinguish it. The light and the power of God will always and has done defeated darkness. It has defeated darkness. And the Bible is full of people who went through seasons of darkness, seasons of confusion, seasons of when they, could, they had more questions than answers. I mean, these shepherds were here probably asking many questions. Moses was in a life of isolation. The scripture says that he turned aside and looked at the burning bush where the glory of the Lord was and walked towards it. Paul and Silas were put in chains in the dungeon, but praised their way out and an angel of the Lord broke them out. David came out of the cave into his kingship. Joseph went from pit, out of pit, back into dungeon. He was on a roller coaster of seasons of more questions than answers. I mean, uh, 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 Elijah stepped out of the cave, stepped out of sorrows into the voice and purpose that God had for him. The Bible is full of our heroes going through seasons where it would be so easy to put faith on the side. 
but they kept close trusting God and they found a season of favor and hope just around the corner, just around the corner. The devil will try to get us just for a season to forget what God has already done for us, what God has done for us. I mean, right now, if you just had a moment to reflect, God has done many great things for you. This year does not define your entire life. This year does not define it and it won't define it. God is great. He sent his one and only savior. His miracles fill our life. This season, 2020 years ago, God turned up in power. His glory blazed around the night sky, a great and joyful event. Do not be afraid. I'm here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everybody worldwide. A savior has just been born. Whether you believe in Jesus here this morning or not does not change the fact that God sent his son for everybody worldwide. It does not say for every believer. It says for everybody worldwide. And if you believe, you will have everlasting life. If you believe, you will have everlasting. It has been a season But I just feel that God's saying to somebody today, it is time to step out of that season of apathy. It is time to step out of that season of anxiety. It is time to step out of the doubt. It is time to step out of the fear because now is the time of his favor. Now is the time of his favor. For the Lord has rescued me from the power of the lions. He has rescued me from the power of the lions. See, Jesus even predicted that Peter would have a season where his faith would be attacked. He literally said to Peter, in a moment where Peter was faith-filled, you will deny me. No, I won't. And maybe we've asked the question ourselves this year, maybe I wasn't as faith-filled as I thought I was. Because at the start of this year, I was on fire. But then my faith has been hindered, has been dampened. And Jesus said to Peter, you're gonna deny that that you know me. You're gonna deny me three times. And it happened. Peter denied him three times and then ran away crying, went back to the way that life was. He found himself back fishing, probably in a season that he regretted, knowing that God was real, knowing that he's there, knowing that he had a relationship, but just for a season. Because before this moment, Jesus declared over Peter that you are my rock. And on this rock, I will build my church. So if the devil can just get Peter, just for a season, to not focus on his faith, knowing the great purpose that was on Peter's life. And everybody in this room has a plan and a purpose from God that has already been appointed over your life. Nothing changes that. Nothing changes that. But what I love is that Jesus after he died and rose again, came to find Peter. He reinstated Peter. I just love that we have a God that restores us. I just love that we have a God when we stuff up, he can reinstate us. And in a moment, Jesus saw the plan and purpose that he'd already put on Peter's life before he saw the season where his faith was put to the side. And he said, Peter, I need you to go. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go up to heaven. I'm gonna send you somebody, I'm gonna send you. My spirit, go to Jerusalem, wait for it there. And Peter was in the upper room with many believers in Acts 2. I just wanna read this out to you. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. And it filled the house where they were sitting. What looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. 
and everybody present, everybody present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Then Peter stepped forward and shouted to the crowd, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I'll pour out my spirit on even my servants, men, women alike, and they will prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. See that great light that came all those years ago, that great power that came all those years ago to those shepherds through the Savior that was born, through the cross, through the death, through the resurrection of Christ, through Him sending us His Spirit, that same power, that same light now lives within us. For He did not give you a spirit of fear or timidity, He gave you a spirit of power. For the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead now lives in you. So 2020, you may have tested me, but now I'm gonna prophesy. Depression, I'm stepping forward. Anxiety, I'm stepping forward. Apathy, I'm stepping out. Doubt, hate, anger, disappointment, I'm coming out of you. And there is power within you. You have the authority through Christ. You are a co-heir to the throne through Christ. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. You have the light and the power within you to see a situation and a challenge change, to see the light of God come into the darkness. Now is the time of the Lord's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Come on, could every person please stand in this place? I love, I love that these people stepped forward. They stepped out. God did not force their legs to step out. They trusted in God. They worshiped God. They praised God no matter the situation, no matter the year, no matter the challenge. They trusted and praised until God came through. They did not give up. And just when the enemy thought that maybe he had them, that is when God showed up, when His power could be the greatest, when your testimony not only changes your life, but your workplace, but your family, that around the Christmas table this year, you're glorifying the name of Jesus, the Savior that came for you. Just when the lions thought they had me, you shut their mouths. I'm coming out of apathy. I'm gonna end this year full of favor, full of grace, for a Savior has come. And I just want to encourage you, wherever you find yourself this year, whatever you're going through, the challenge, do not let the sun go down on 2020, disappointed. Do not let it go down with fear. Do not think, is 2021 going to be any better? Yes, it is. For now is the time of favor. Now is the day of salvation. He heard you and He is here for you. We're going to sing right now. We're going to worship. And we're going to declare that the darkness will go at the power of the Lord's name, at the power and glory. Come on, why don't you lift your hands? Let's worship in this place.